It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, along with Fingers Malloy and April D. Gregory. It is St. Patrick's Day, and April D. Gregory is being especially ridiculous today. Especially, like, somehow she thinks she's Irish, which, as we all know, she is not. It's cultural appropriation when you go down this road, and it's rude, and it is wrong. And I just want to start with that. That it's wrong of you. I just want you guys to shamrock my world. Actually on her shirt, if you see the video over at Tony Katz Radio right there. It's where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine uh, cigars. Uh, And it is St. Patrick's weekend and a good and happy St. Patrick's Day uh, to everybody. If you haven't seen, um, uh, and and again, you got to check it out. Fingers Malloy is like, listen, I don't know how to do St. Patrick's Day. So he's got like a license plate around his neck um, that says Lucky. That's what it says. I forgot my four finger shamrock ring. Right. So he's uh, he's he's all tough. I am not wearing any green at all. I don't pay any attention to the nonsense. What I do is I try to drink properly for the holiday. But we got to start with the eat. We got to start with the eat because there's a crazy story of how we ended up with this Hennessy cake that's right in front of us. And I don't know how we did St. Patrick's Day by uh, you know focusing on Hennessy. But that's what's happening. Because I had the contact who wanted to give us the cake. And so I said, St. Patrick's Day is a great weekend to do that because it's Hennessy is sort of Irish. So right? let's talk about how this it's it's not it's cognac. It's from Western France. I don't know. <laughs> fingers. I asked fingers. He told me it was Irish. Oh, yeah. I swear that happens. You trusted him? <laughs> he told to, me he was Irish. Did no. you have Google? Did you not know I, how to look something I, up? No, I asked. I'm Both all, of you in D.C. I'm used to napping under the bus how many times I've been thrown under it the Good past Lord. So, so, months. So, so. so here's the story. Some fan of the podcast uh, who we appreciate dearly got in contact with Cakes by Jolene here in the Indianapolis area. And Cakes by Jolene made this cake right here. It is a Hennessy cake. Now, it's an almond cake uh, and, 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 a, and a buttercream, um, but... It, the the look of it there they actually created out of chocolate fondant uh, cigars that are on top of it everything except the Hennessy label on the cake is edible and the, there's a bottle of Hennessy on top of it don't eat the bottle but drink oh, we'll w- drink the w- what's inside we've got Hennessy XO that we are reviewing so it's just it's just absolutely incredible but we're gonna start with the cake from from Jolene I'm googling um, Hennessy real fast just to make sure that it's Irish. What is? Are you really? Yes. Are you really double checking me? You don't know. What, I don't what trust is cognac? You. A high quality brandy, properly that distilled uh, in cognac uh, in Western France. Just, just, just saying. How about you go read the bottle? You know, what? give me the little bottle off the top. We'll put an end to the whole thing. It's from the island of Caspiar. Okay, it's, 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 you made that up. It's not even a place. It's not even a place. What Bottled are you in France. About? All right, you, you need to cut. Thank you so much. You need to cut this cake, April Gregory, because we are going to Gladly. eat the cake first. And, and, and people on, on Facebook are already calling me lass because they're all so incredibly Irish. It, it, is, it is fantastic. Um, while you're cutting the cake, and by the way, I do love almond in my cake. I think it's a, it's a great flavor, right? An absolutely fantastic flavor. I want to get into a, a late night story because pull the, pull the bottle off the top. And then just cut a slice. Doesn't have to be the biggest slice in the world. Oh, give the bottle to Fingers Malloy. He's he's gonna make sure that's yeah. <laughs> he's gonna make sure it's treated well. Jay Leno goes on the Today Show, right? So Jay Leno, former host of uh, of the Tonight Show, 
Jay Leno, who made his bones uh, being a stand-up comic, gave up uh, a, a other things to be in comedy. There was, there's a great story that he was like a, a manager at like an AutoZone or Pep Boys or something like that. And, and, or they wanted to make him a manager. It was a story that they wanted to make him a manager. And, uh, and what happened was, was that he said, I quit. And the reason he quit is that he wanted to be in comedy. He wanted to do comedy, and he wasn't about to somehow prevent himself from doing comedy. And if he was a manager, he wouldn't be able to go on the road and do all sorts of things. So he quit. Cake? Yeah, I see that uh, as, as it drops everywhere. This is, that's a huge piece, April D. Gregory. That is, that is quite all right right there. Tee-hee. Can I just say already, Fingers, this is going to go straight to your thighs? Right. Right? We already knew that. So, so he's on, on the Today Show talking about the problem with the late night comics today and how the late night comics have gotten way too political. And Carson used to warn about the fact that don't do it. Don't get overly political. You, you can't come back from it. But these guys who are on late night today, I'm going to leave Fallon completely out of it. Uh, Colbert, Meyer, Myers, and, and Kimmel. I'll get to Fallon in, in, in a second. You can't really comment on all this when you're off mic, April. That's the truth. So you talk about Colbert and, and Myers. Man, if it wasn't for political, they couldn't do anything. They have no other skill set. And the skill set they have, I'm saying, is poor. We should be clear that, that uh, what, what's his name? Stephen Colbert is, isn't funny. Is totally not funny without, without uh, screaming about Trump. He's just not. April D. Gregory just took herself a piece of cake. Have you ever been to Gibson's or, or Hugo's Frog Bar? I think it is in Chicago. And the size of the cakes there, it is literally a quarter of the cake she just took for herself. <laughs> look at this sh- <laughs> Yo, wow, we got you to curse. <laughs> look, look at the piece of cake she gave me. Right, so you've got you've That's got a bigger than Fred no, no, Savage's no. head. Look at how big that thing is. You've got a cake that was meant for Mima, and uh, and April D. Gregory has all the cake. But Stephen Colbert can't do anything without without being political, and he can't even be honestly political. Seth Meyers is not funny. He's never been funny, and he's just viciously, virulently left Kimmel. Kimmel decided this was the way to make a couple of bucks, and so that's why he does it. Right? That's, that's his, entire, his, his entire thing. Fallon doesn't want to do it. Sometimes I think he has to do it. But Leno's right, man. These people are totally unfunny. They've given up the whole idea of funny. They couldn't give a good holy damn less about being funny because it doesn't matter. As long as you're slamming Trump, there's going to be enough people in the upper echelons of NBC or ABC or CBS or wherever it is to say, attaboy, and, and, and here's another check. Now, uh, hold on. April's going right into the cake. Are we all going into the cake? This is an almond cake right here from Cakes by Jolene. Uh, thank you uh, to... Uh, can, can I say his name? Yeah. I'm gonna, thank you, Kim. Kim, who, who sent this to us right here. April's already digging in. April's already... Oh, okay. Yum. All right. This is good. So this is a white cake. It's almond, almond cake. flavored. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a... Uh, it's a buttercream icing, and it's a it's a two layer, so it's got a layer of like a vanilla, I believe it is, uh, icing in the middle there. Um, this is a uh, this is a perfect birthday cake, right? Yeah. So, 
the key to this cake is how well she designed it. How well Jolene put it together and the cigars and everything else really so give you the thick. feel. Each and it's layer. also very dense. It's almost to a point of of pound cake. The level of denseness that we're that we're feeling here on this. I happen to love that. I don't like my cake light and fluffy. I want to feel it. I want to chew through it. Fingers, are you okay? Well, as we know, <laughs> as, as science has proven, well, we did a study recently at the Fingers Malloy Institute of Science. Oh, the finest Institute of Science ever. And you, you wouldn't believe the bribes we take to get students in there. Uh, <laughs> the Pepperidge Farms coconut cake is by far uh, one of the best pastries on the planet. Uh because you can buy 135 of them in 30 seconds. This is uh, 50 times better. This is very good. Oh, density matters, right? Oh, yeah. That matters a lot, too. And I'm really jealous that you dessert. got coffee. Because I have coffee, yeah. yeah. I, I knew exactly this, what I was doing. Yeah. This, I can't believe you're actually having that whole chunk. April. What? April, have we just given up? You, are, you might as well just put your face. I haven't eaten today. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, too. I knew this cake was going to be here. We're not wrong about late night. Late night is, is this barren wasteland of, of, of unfunny. It's a barren wasteland of unfunny. You know, the, the least I could say about Bill Maher, who I believe is making it all up. I don't believe Bill Maher is a, is a liberal at all. I think it's all crap. It's all garbage. He does it solely for the non-ratings that he has to worry about. But he can at least say something interesting. He at least has got a, has put a mind to something, right? Sure, poor man's John Stewart, what have you. But he can at least try. These other guys aren't even trying. It's like they don't know how. Late night is so bad. And, and, and sometimes I question whether it's me because as you get older, you know, there is this tendency to want to say, oh, it ain't as good as the good old days. I find myself getting on YouTube and watching old Carson clips. Yeah. And old Letterman clips. And I, I know Letterman lost his way towards the end on CBS, but the early late night shows on NBC, it was some of the best comedy on television. I, I, I find myself gravitating to those old clips, and Jay Leno was right. I wasn't a big fan of Jay Leno's on The Tonight Show, uh, but he, he's right as far as that's, that's, that was the Carson model. Carson would hammer Democrats, hammer Republicans. You didn't really know. What his politics were. Yeah, but so so but Carson didn't hammer Democrats and hammer Republicans. He hammered the moment, the news, the the the, the comedy within. That's why it worked. Now I, I want to make sure I'm clear. Carson could not work in today's environment. Carson would not be on TV in today's environment because when you do go back and check out those old Johnny Carson Johnny Carsons, the amount of patience you have to have to engage it because they were actually talking. And it was the storytelling, and it was this longer style, and that's where some of the comedy came from. Most of the comedy came from the reaction from Johnny Carson, who mastered the idea of the pregnant pause, of taking the moment, taking the beat. When you, when you watch that, it was the fact that he said nothing, and you were imagining what he was thinking that made you at home laugh out he loud. He was so good at, if someone said something inappropriate and the crowd would laugh, he would look down and then slowly look up and right. then look directly into the camera. Right into the camera, right? Because you were connected, and you knew that moment. Man, that's a, that's a skill set right there. And you, it's like nobody has time for that anymore because everything's got to be super quick and almost frenetic kind of thing going on. But the other part of it is, is that no one's trying. 
the biggest problem late night TV has, and Leno, I think, used to talk about this as well, and I wasn't a super big fan of him as a, as a late night host. There are no more interesting people. You can have some starlet on. You can have some, some pop singer on. They're not going to say anything controversial. They're not going to say anything in depth because that's not what they're there to do. They, they don't want to. They just they want to be seen as sweet and, and loving and then uh, you know see my movie or buy the or, or download the, 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 uh, the, the single and, and that's it. That's why the be- you have icing on your elbow, <laughs> April D. Gregory. It's bound to happen sooner my- or later. And here's the best part. It's not even from this cake. <laughs> <laughs> the best interviewer in all of America, hands down, is Howard Stern. Yep. Period. End of discussion. He is the best of the best of the best. And the reason he's the best is that he, can in- he gets his guest to drill down. He gets them to open up, and he does that by being not afraid to have the interview go south. He's not worried about what they're there for. He's worried about what he needs to get out of the thing, which is entertaining the people who are listening. He's the best interviewer ever, and the best interviews come from his show, the most in-depth stuff, the things where you learn things. None of these late-night guys can do it. Well, the other thing, too, that the, the other advantage that he has is he can have someone on. He can have Paul McCartney on for an hour and a half and not take a break. Well, or these so can Colbert. Colbert can have McCartney on for as long as he wants. Well, uh, my point is, is that they have to do these segments. They have to be they're, they're chopped up. And they could still follow his style, though, right? What do you mean? I thought I missed something. Uh, they could still follow Howard Stern's style well, Howard and Stern, still learn from him. Like, yeah, he doesn't have any boundaries. He doesn't have any constraints. He can he can sit down and talk for an hour and a half straight. doesn't excuse why the other ones are being so political. Well, no, but my point is is that because these are shorter segments, they feel like they have to be outrageous. They have to have a hot take. They have to have some sort of Because uh, everything's moment. built to make sure it can do well on YouTube, right? If it, does, if it, can't, right. If it can't go viral, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Screw it. Entertain me, you son of a bitch. That's all I'm asking for. I haven't that's said all, one cuss word. That's not even a curse word. That's a, do we want to talk about the time where you cursed on my show? Why would we air? talk about that? We've you, talked about that before. No, oh, we oh, have? No, we haven't. I don't think we have either. No, we have not. We, I think we should talk about it. You fill in for me once. Actually, it was, it, was, it was three days, right? It was three days of filling in on the air, and you cursed. And you know what you did? You didn't even tell me. You tried to hide You're going to make me cry again. Is I know what you're trying to do. I did cry though. Not in front of me. I would have appreciated the tears. Oh my god. She didn't even cry in front of me, and I wanted to strangle her when. Yeah, fingers was fingers on the air. Fingers was on the air with her. The staff here at Blend Bar Cigar can't believe the size of the cake. Here's, Hold on, here's your Joanne. Piece. Take the cake. Get, bring it. To, take, that's yours. That's yours. That's yours. Bring right? the cake to everybody else. Have Start cutting away. Cake. Yeah. Start cutting away. Uh, it's. We'll we'll get into April's transgressions later. And I didn't know you cried. Did you really cry? I did cry. I felt so bad. I didn't see any tears. Wrong. I felt so bad because you were upset and I let you down. Well, first and of all, was, I, I appreciate know. you noticing. It was me. a bad How did you word. Know? Because you, when you're how? sitting here saying bitch and on, t- on air, I didn't think shit was worse than bitch. Tell me. Message me right now in the comments. <laughs> I can't believe it. The best part was to be lower than bitch. Here's the best part of this story, ladies and gentlemen. She says on the air, producer hits the dump button and she looks shocked and she leans into the microphone, looks at me and whispers, you can't say it in the air. (laughs) 
did it again. <laughs> I am so glad. Uh, I, I still have a job, and I think that's the moral of the story, and greatly uh, appreciate it. No, 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 don't. We're not taking it back. Oh, no, back. you can leave it. That's, no, that, that, cut it up. Share it. Share the cake with everybody. Yeah, yeah, for everybody. Go ahead, take the cake. We're giving the cake to, to Blend Bar Cigar here in, in Indianapolis. So, um, so that's the story of April cursing on, on, on the show. The late night thing, Leno is 100% correct. And none of those guys on any level are going to learn anything. They won't learn a thing. What they're going to learn is that the only thing that matters is that the very progressive bosses that they have want what they want. And they don't care. And they don't lose sponsors when they get nasty. They don't lose uh, a single advertiser when they're boring as sin. And going down the road and asking deep and, and probing questions doesn't get you paid. That's the real problem. And that means that the demand isn't there from you, me, and we. The audience is not demanding. The audience is not saying we want better. And so, therefore, they get the crap they get. No, that's because the audience quit watching. Look, I grew up a die hard Jay Leno fan. Ugh. I watched every night, even as a kid, uh, you know, teenager, once I could stay up that late. I watched every single night. Die hard fan. My goal in life was to be famous enough to be on Jay Leno's show before he retired. Swear to God. That was my goal in How'd life. How'd that work out for you? It didn't work out. But they have the simulator at Disney World, so I did that. They have the what? They have a simulator of you being on Jay Leno's show, and he's asking you the questions and whatnot. Really? Yeah. So I did that. I did it twice because I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I got to do this again. I watched the first one. I was like, no, that wasn't good enough. I got to do it again. Do you you get to ride his chin? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? So anyway, whatever has just happened here, my point is... That's worse than anything you said on air. Right? Right? (laughs) And I'm the bad one. Like, I get all this crap. I'm just going to watch basketball and leave you guys over here. Uh, So the point is, I quit watching it. I tried to give Jimmy Fallon a chance, and it's just not funny. I don't want to be preached at on late night television. I want to have fun. I want to be funny. Do you think Jimmy Fallon's a preacher? Like it's because I always thought he was no, he he's was not desperate not to be one of those guys. He's not as vicious and angry as Colbert not, or no. as worthless as Myers. But it's still jokes at Bush, jokes at the president now. Like, I don't want to hear you trashing the president or the former president. Uh, I don't care. have a problem with that if you do it all with the time, all of them. Every night? Well, you don't take an, uh, an eight-year nap when, when Obama's in office. Right. But, yeah. And uh, that was the thing with Leno. He would go after both sides. If he was going to make a political joke, he would attack. He would a political joke both sides. And he always said that. Don't let people know your politics. Well, unfortunately, what happened was Jimmy Fallon was cleaning Colbert's clock until Colbert started to viciously go after the president. And then Colbert is now consistently beating Fallon. But let's talk about why Colbert made the move. Colbert did not want to be the guy on, on Comedy Central. He wanted to show he could do it on his own. He could do it with his own humor. He could do it as, as his own brand. And he wasn't able to do it. He failed at it. So he reverted back to not necessarily the Colbert character, which was the fake Republican character, but to the idea of the viciousness of the politics within, and that's where his success came from. So that's when people say, you know, we need people who are more moderate. The numbers don't prove that. The desire might actually be there on, a, on, a, on, a, on an intellectual level, but the numbers don't prove it. 
Listen, I do two radio shows a day, and I manage to discuss politics. Listen, I'm not afraid of my politics. But I manage to do it without screaming at anybody or yelling at anybody, and we've had great success with it. But you can talk to other people in other markets who will flat out tell you that if they're not you know, more to the amped side or the hype side, they, they see a downturn. People turn it off. Mm-hmm. And because I do it the way I do it, do you know how many times I've been called a squish? Me. Really? Me. A squish? I, a wimp. Not a serious not a serious conservative. I get that one all the time. All the time. From it's nuts. Who are these people? Because why? I'm not yelling at anybody. I got nobody to yell at. I'm not angry about what... I'm not angry about what I believe, I'm right? I'm just talking about it. I'm not it. mad about it. Right? Which is, which is probably a good way to go through life. Because, man, everybody is so crazy angry. Who and did I just quote the vice president? Yeah, that's true. That, that Mike Pence's line. That is his line. But Myers and, you know, but, but everybody's reading their audience differently. Myers is the worst to me. Myers is not funny. He's just, he's never been funny. Um, if, 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 Myers, the only oh, thing yeah. he ever he's did awful. well on Saturday Night Live was introduce Stefan. Which was the Bill Hader character, best character, fan, fantastic, so good. Um, but they're playing to this audience that wants the hate, that wants the vitriol, that wants the, 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 the slam Trump joke. It was always kind of amazing to me that like, people got their news from Jon Stewart <laughs> over at Comedy Central. Oh yeah, they still do. Well, you take a look at these guys and you realize Jon Stewart's a damn genius. And a billion percent better than all these guys put together. We may disagree about a whole host of things. Jon Stewart as a human being and Jon Stewart as a, as a comic and as a host is a million percent better. A billion percent better than the rest of these guys put together. But he might have actually taught people some things, even if I think he went the wrong way. These guys can't teach you anything. There's no news that they've ever provided or ever given. But he, he was good at that show and what, how he presented uh, comedy, but the the people who split off, it, it just seems so much of it is just lazy, like the Samantha Bees of the world, where there's selective editing and then they cut back to yeah, to, and it's just like oh look at me, I'll make some wacky face. She's not funny. The, into the she's camera. not funny. But you know we're, we're streaming, right? So you, you listen to the podcast, uh, Eat Drink Smoke, and you listen to it. You get it at uh, at iTunes and you subscribe and you give it the five star review, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Well, people don't know that we also stream segments of the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio, right? And that's not the whole podcast. No, there's much more that goes on. you got to subscribe on iTunes and, and give it uh, the, the, the five-star review. That, that's what you have to do. That's, that's the important stuff uh, right there. But you bring up Samantha B, um, uh, and you bring up some of the, uh, the, the, the other people in late night, right? Craig Ferguson, is because we're streaming this, and someone on Facebook said, hey, uh, Craig Ferguson was a great late night host. He was. Craig Ferguson was the Late Late Show, um, and he was spectacular as a host. No one, re- no one even remembers. But there was a guy who was funny when it discussed everybody. I don't want to say went after, but discussed everybody on, on, on every subject and was incredible about it. He is better than anybody on Late Night today. Well, why do we want, why do we want or need politics in our Late Night TV? Like, just make me laugh. I, don't, I wouldn't want them sitting there clowning on Obama. I just Virtue signaling is more important than anything. I mean, no, that's it. We already get so much politics every other minute of the day with a 24-hour news cycle and but Trump this, Trump that, Trump this, and I just want to laugh. You, you said that you were a big fan of Jay Leno. His monologue covered politics all the time. Yeah, but it wasn't divisive and crap like it is today. It wasn't this sharp 
screw Trump this, that, blah, blah, blah. Like, he would go both. If he was going to do politics, he would go both sides, and it would be funny. It wouldn't be. But I that's don't know. But, it's, but it's political. It's fine. But it wasn't as much. It was. These guys are like. A political lot of is different than nasty, right? Political is different than, than nasty. If you're discussing the politics of the day, think about how we do the podcast, right? If you're discussing the politics of the day. And, and engaging in it, that's different than finding to talk about ways that Trump really wants to have sex with his daughter, right? Then, then Bill Maher calling Sarah Palin a this. Uh, then, then this idea, you want, you want one of the sickest things going on right now? I, I mean, we're, we're, we got to get into this later. Did you see the story about Chelsea Clinton? Sort of. Okay. So there was this... These murders in New Zealand, and it's disgusting. 49 people were murdered. Uh, They were murdered because they're Muslim. There's no one here. I wouldn't allow anybody to say anything else. They were murdered because they were Muslim. 150%. Well, there was a a vigil uh, in New York City, and Chelsea Clinton went to the vigil. And at the vigil, this woman starts yelling, this young woman starts yelling at Chelsea Clinton, claiming that she's responsible for the massacre because she spoke out about the comments of Ilhan Omar, the, Republic, the, the, the Democrat representative from, from Minnesota. Ilhan Omar is an anti-Semite. She's repeatedly discussed this idea of dual loyalty of Jews. She is a bigot and an anti-Semite. There Quote are people me. in her party in Minnesota that want to primary her. Yeah, 100%. That, and that story just came out this week. But the point is, is that the, the, the viciousness, the anger, the wanting to be angry is top line with people. Chelsea Clinton calls out the anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar, which is real. And now she's responsible for the murder of 49 people in New Zealand. Do you know how criminally insane you have to be to go down that road? To believe that to be true? That level of ugliness? It is, it is not just irrational. It is obscene that you could do that. I'm not a fan of Chelsea Clinton. I disagree with her on a million things. But she's not responsible for murder. So when you talk about the, 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 the late night guys and what they do and how they do it, they must be convinced that if they aren't this hard-edged, this vitriolic, this bitter, this angry, all of these things, they're going to lose audience to the guy who is, and they can't afford it. So I, I don't even know if they believe all the things that they say, but clearly there is real money I'm not talking about some money. I'm talking about real money in trying to figure out how to be um, uh, the, the, the most vitriolic. A, a Stephen Colbert referred to Donald Trump as Vladimir Putin's holster, and he got to stay on the air. I say that on the air as a radio host, my career is done. Done. Just find me um, saying, uh, would you like fries with that? I, want, I would like for my late night host to not sound like a Twitter troll with 11 followers. And (laughs) unfortunately, that's what they're sounding more and more like. And the advertisers don't do anything. They just keep spending the money. So they they must be fine with it, too. When when the advertisers are like, hey, we don't want this anymore, maybe they'll change. But in the meantime, Leno was right. You guys go down the political road. Eventually, there's a backlash. But there won't be a real backlash until there's a competitor. Until there's something else out there in the late night realm that people can tune to instead and turn those people off. And until that happens, they don't have to worry about anything because what they have is a monopoly 
on, on, on late night. They have the monopoly. They have got the full and total control. And so um, if you're interested in fighting back against that, uh, we're, donations at TonyCats.com. We'll do the thing. I've been ready to do this thing for years. It's time. The proof is already there. The podcast, by the way, make sure you're subscribing on iTunes and give it a five-star review, if you will. And we've got some, we've got some very cool swag. Can you, can you hold that up for people who are, who are watching? Uh, no, the, the, the big one. Uh, we're bringing on some, some new sponsors. Um, and this right here uh, from a bourbon company called Horse Soldier. You're going to be hearing a lot about that very, very soon. Just one of the very cool. That's a backpack. Uh, a very, very fantastic backpack. Just one of the many, many giveaways we're going to be getting into uh, for people who are helping and supporting and uh, donating and doing all the things. You can go to TonyCats.com and make a donation. Uh, and then, of course, uh, go on iTunes, Eat, Drink, Smoke, and review uh, five stars. Five-star review is what you want to do. Much more to get to. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz. So, it's been a great day. First, the cake. Cakes by Jolene here in the Indianapolis area. Can't thank you enough. We had a, a fan, a friend, a buddy, a pal say, hey, love the podcast. Love love what you're doing. And, uh, and just wanted to say thanks. So, made us this Hennessy-themed a cake, a cigar, Hennessy thing. It was almond-flavored, really Really terrific. Uh, and we just wanted to thank uh, Cakes by Jolene. Wanted to thank Cakes by Jolene. That's it. That's, that's, that's how you use English. Say, say that five times fast. Can't do it. Can't do did it. Did April get a selfie with the cake? Uh, no, she did not get a Dang selfie. It, I forgot. <laughs> so what happens when you take half the cake for yourself. <laughs> for yourself and you ate the whole thing. I mean, my goodness gracious. You're just, a, just an animal. We're on to the smoke. Right here on Eat, Drink, Smoke, joined by April D. Gregory and Fingers Malloy. Uh, the smoke is uh, from Camacho. Now, Camacho makes an incredible line of cigars. When I say incredible, just so many options and opportunities within what they do. And I've had some great Camachos. I've had Camachos that have not satisfied. This is the Candela. So the Candela is green. Of course, it's the St. Patrick's Day edition. So, of course, we went with the Candela. It's actually that when when you know the wrapper of the cigar is tobacco. Uh, so what they what they do in this case is they capture and 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 dry the the leaves, but still capturing chlorophyll within. So you still get this green hint and this green hue uh, to to the cigar uh, it, it itself. You're gonna it's it's gonna be a more grassy cigar. You're gonna get almost like a green tea or or um, a bit of cedar in there. There can be moments of spice. You can catch some pepper and things like that. This is first in a, I, a more inexpensive uh, cigar. It's a more it's a more fun cigar. But the truth is that you could do this. You could have this in your humidor. It's. I think that people look at the color and think that it's gimmicky and think that's odd. It's not. It's just a different way in the long, long, varied history of cigars of how people uh, do things. We've often talked about the stock cut, right? And where, where on, the, on the tobacco leaf you're, you're getting the primings from, where you're doing the cuttings from, uh, where, where they come and where they're, they've been hit by the sun, you're getting different flavors. So this is just in that realm. But this is going to be a pretty easy smoke. You're already into it, Fingers. Where are you? Uh, it's bold. 
I, I wouldn't consider this a mild cigar. Um, it, it does. It, there's. I, I can't identify. My, my palate has not yet become uh, sophisticated. You know what the problem is? You had the cake. Okay, maybe that's what yeah, it you, is. You're going to have to give it a while because it, there's the, there's a hint of spices that hit you right away. But I, I can't determine yet what they are, Tony. But it. it um, I think that, that that whole idea of, of green tea is kind of interesting. Um, and whether or not I feel that, I, I can't tell you. Um, I don't feel it as bold, though. Like, right now, this is an unbelievably smooth. The draw is great, by the way. It must be the cake, then. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I want to see where you are into the second third of that cigar and take a little bit of water and go to it. Now, to drink with this. Can I just give you a side tidbit about yeah. chlorophyll? Yes, crunchy April. <laughs> chlorophyll? Is it, by the way, is this also gluten-free? Chlorophyll? Is this on your diet? It is gluten-free. Um, so that chlorophyll... cake wasn't. You ate half the damn cake. I, I know, right? Um, I'm sure it was organic, though, cake. Uh, chlorophyll is God, a really you. great body detoxer. So we're basically detoxing as we're smoking the cigar, right? You ruin everything. And here's the tidbit. Screw She's Adam. April person. ruins if everything. If you have uh, problems with bad body odor, you take chlorophyll. Get chlorophyll pills. Take the chlorophyll pills. And you stop having bad body odor. Or go to the pharmacy and get deodorant, and you don't have to worry about that sort of thing. Okay. Some people still have really bad have body odor. Have you run into people like that? That was a whole thing from, from Bronx. Wasn't it Bronx Tale? The guy, uh, the, he always had a bad smell, and nobody wanted to be around him. I think, I think it was Bronx Pig Tale. Pen. Yeah. It wasn't Pig Pen. Oh. But like, is that a real thing where people just have bad body odor and they can't do anything about it? Well, or they... Their deodorant doesn't last long enough, and you don't. Some people have to reapply during the day, and they don't. Well, is that true? All I know is there's people at my gym that walk in well, stinking. May- maybe they're they're suffering from that keto problem. <laughs> I'm what not gonna, keto problem? Keto crotch. Didn't you hear about that? What the hell are you talking about? Didn't hear about that? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. A- apparently, um, it's its own category on Pornhub. I know that much for <laughs> right. sure. Well, everyone has a fetish. Uh, the, uh, the the keto diet apparently affects certain people in a certain way, and uh, down there. What do you mean you, down there? You know what I no, mean. No, I don't. Right? Down down there. Down in terms south, of in terms of odor. Uh, yes. In, uh, or in terms of ability. Yeah. They, odor. No odor. No. And they call it keto crotch. Really? Yeah. Get out of here. No. Well, that's that's reason enough to eat a bagel. <laughs> 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 well, so, but will, will the will the chlorophyll. Uh, Cancel out the keto, the keto crotch. crotch. Uh, I believe it would. By the way, do you think ke- the keto diet works? 100%. Okay. Uh, full disclosure. I tried it. This was many, many months ago. Uh, and I don't eat bread as a, as a standard, or I did have some of the cake, and I will regret every bit of it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, and I lost no weight whatsoever. No weight whatsoever. We had this discussion already, and I told you you need to get your thyroid checked, your adrenal oh, glands okay. checked. All because right, something did. else is going on because that, that you cannot lose weight. So Something's this, going on. This is true. I think something else is going on. I've actually just changed doctors to be able to kind of uh, dig into this. Mm-hmm. And I am c- almost to the point, and I don't want to say I'm being crunchy. What I'm being is, is, I think, honest about one of the problems with medicine, which is people are used to, oh, just do this. Oh, you just have to work out more. Oh, you no, no, no. There's no there's discussing the underlying problem. There's, there's a reason wrong. for every single thing that happens to in, to you, to your body. There's a reason. There's something causing that infirmary or, or whatever. Not enough don't essential just, oils, Tony. Don't just oh. throw me, an antibiotic at it and say, oh, you're fine. 
I know. I know. I don't want to throw an antibiotic at anything. I don't. Right. But, but yeah, I get your point. But it is true. Like, like I, I know we mock you for for your your levels of, of ridiculous. You're smoking a cigar and you're like, ooh, check out the health benefits of chlorophyll. Stop it. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's true. I, I'm not buying in, and I've I've come to the place where nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. Everybody lies. Everybody is full of crap. Everybody's just trying to sell a book. What works for one person in their level of weight loss or health or whatever it is does not work for everybody. And I'm not listening to Jillian Michaels. Not that I have anything against Jillian Michaels, although I really, from you the show. You do wish you did, though. I, I, no, no, no. Really? There, there's nothing about Jillian Michaels that moves me whatsoever. No, no, no. I have full keto crotch when it comes to Jillian Michaels. <laughs> Wait, is that not how it's used? I thought that's how it was used. In Latvia. Man, you know what? Someone's got to send me to a website. I don't website. know what's happening now. You know, um, but I, I from that show, Biggest Loser. She she doesn't. She just seems beyond angry. Got it. And this her. idea that she's gonna get to the deep emotional aspect of your late weight loss. St- stop. Oh, this, I don't want you in the deep emotional the, aspect of anything. This is that's a personal trainer thing. I I signed up for a, a local gym here. No, you did Yes, I did. No, you didn't. And they, including uh, the membership. I want to see the ID. Show me the ID right now that you signed up for a gym membership. If, if he does, if he does, it, it's it's five dollars, five dollars in cash money. In three, two, one. Don't be looking it up on your phone. I'm looking for the. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> He's trying to find the one from so, two years. So, no, but, so you but, signed up for the gym. So I signed up for a gym membership at uh, a local gym here, and it included one free workout with a personal trainer and so this personal trainer is uh working me out and i'm doing some kind of like oh, lunch there it is right there different gym but this is my what is that it, it's not, there's nothing there it's a home it says home gym visits this month zero what the hell is this <laughs> honestly what, what are you, Jussie Smollett's <laughs> character witness? I'm this telling you, I will show this to you, and you are going to apologize because I have been to a gym in the last six months. But Here's, this isn't the gym. But anyway, so I'm doing these lunges. You haven't been to the gym since September. Oh, seven months. Um, <laughs> so, so you're doing lunges. So I'm doing lunges, and the personal trainer. Some deep knee bends. Yes, and as I'm walking across the gym doing these lunges, the personal trainer looks at me and says, do you like your job? What did you always dream to be? Do you want to do something else than what you're doing right now? Did you walk out? Did you just lunge right out of the, said, out of the gym? What's the answer? I said, well, I, I would have liked to have been a cowboy or an astronaut, but I think those days are gone. <laughs> did you, by the way, say that? Yes, I did. Good on you. Because he was no, like I 22 I, years old, and he's, he's trying to be my life coach. And uh, like, uh, just, dude, just tell me to do a push-up, right. okay? Help me through this thing. I don't need you this to be my serious guidance issue that I'm counselor. Having. Don't act like there's not an emotional aspect to why people eat. Oh, I eat my feelings all the time. Okay. Do you really? And he was just calling you out on that. Yeah, but uh, listen, it, it's one thing to say you need to find a better outlet for the things that bother you. It's another thing to say you need to quit your job and not feed your kids so you can have better health because you got to be able to have your job and get better or health. Or maybe you can switch jobs and have better health. Yeah, your last visit was uh, September 20th. But, Thank uh, you. Okay, but you said... No, no, no. Now you're back. I stand corrected. Thank you. 
Fingers Malloy is the official poster boy of health right here. Somebody but no, had to but say my it. point was that nobody knows what they're talking about. Nobody knows what works. And you got to find the thing that works for you. And this is why I'm, I'm now into this pursuit because something's messed up. Something does not compute. Like, and it's, it's, it's not that I'm even so much worried or bothered by the weight, it's that it doesn't make sense. And I want to, I want, I want to square the circle. I need to figure it out. Like now it's like a mystery. All of a sudden I'm Velma and I'm driving the Scooby-Doo van and I'm trying to figure out why the bloody heck it is uh, that, I, that I can't lose a pound. May, may I ask a question, Tony? Yes. Uh, you know, because I everyone claims. With Velma. Who are you? <laughs> everyone claims to have the answers. Um, and the answer is CrossFit, of course. But <laughs> CrossFit people are the worst and I'm sorry. <laughs> you have any problem? Well, you know what will cure at CrossFit. But uh, no, it, your family history, your parents, do they have problems? No, uh, that doesn't play as much weight? into it as people you don't think, think it does. You don't think it's genetics? No. You don't think that has anything to do with the it The reason all? why you're fat? No. Wow. She wasn't even, she wasn't even kind about it. People the have been reason- blaming too much stuff on genetics for years. And that's an excuse to eat like shit, drink like shit, not exercise, blah, blah, blah. Quit using that as an excuse. Thank goodness we have posts. Well, let me tell you about a book I read called Dianetics, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. It changed my life. Dude. That's the Scientology stuff. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. I have not seen the documentary with Leah Remini, but everybody's like, this is the the single most important thing you will ever witness. I understand the cult aspects of it. I understand the idea of, of the of the sickness of going clear, which is really about psychological sabotage. It's 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 uh, psychological slavery. Trying to find out every little um, deep secret. This this is what happens in Scientology, right? You get to different levels and you want to reach clear, right? So you, you these like kind of very intrusive intrusive questions, and then those questions, the answers, the things that you've admitted about yourself are then used to keep you there right it's it's it's, it is slavery it's gross and i'm gonna get sued by tom cruise or somebody like that in my opinion i'm fine with that (laughs) you're fine with me we'll take that publicity (laughs) you know what i like you don't want the scientology army coming after you watching it's it's a real thing watching well they make it sound like in the leah remini show that the whole reason why uh scientology finally got their tax-exempt status in the early 90s was because Scientology, uh, the the church, the whole machine, allegedly went after IRS agents personally and dug it. Got, had uh, private eyes digging into their lives and continually to, to to continue to harass. It's a whole thing, Tony. I mean, you, you need to. I, I I know you don't have a lot of time. I don't either. To but I, no, I gotta very, see it. Oh, it, I gotta. It's see very it. rare for me to binge watch a show, and I'm already through. Uh, Almost two seasons of it. Uh, I, I got to see it. But we're smoking the Camacho Candela here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. Four locations all across uh, the, the country. Houston, Nashville, Pittsburgh, and right here in Indy. Uh, this is the Camacho uh, Candela with that, that bit of green hue from the chlorophyll that is in the wrapper. Uh, we we're, about, we're done with the first third. This is about a 5-inch, 6-inch uh, cigar. I'd say this is around a 48 ring gauge, 50 ring gauge. Um, now you can say that this is a bit of a bolder cigar. I would not also necessarily refer to this uh, as, as a mild cigar. Where are you at with the fingers? Would you say it's a macho Camacho? Uh, it, it is the Hector of cigars. That is absolutely, <laughs> positively right. No, this is well, this is enjoyable though. It, well, this is uh, this is fun. I've asked you this question before, but it it 
it probably needs to be asked again for new listeners. How does the wrapper affect the flavor versus the tab- the filler? All right, so so the wrapper is the flavor. More often than not, the wrapper is the flavor. The binder, the filler, all, all necessary components, but so much of the flavor uh, comes comes from the wrapper. So when you have something that's like, for example, in that sun-grown family, that's where a lot of that, those peppers and the spices uh, kind of kind of come from, right? Uh, so so that's the story. In this, which I think people would consider more around a uh, a, a medium, right? So this is uh, Honduran. All the way through, it's a Corojo binder, uh, I, I should say. Um, it's unique in its flavor. That, and this is why I think we needed the cake that we were just eating, especially with the almond flavoring and everything else, and the sugar to, to kind of get past a little bit. There is no sweetness here. No. I uh, cedar and grass, yes, and those are those those very woody flavors are are different than a sweetness. I am a. I prefer uh, Nicaragua. I prefer Esteli. I like the leathers and the creams, the vanillas. It's 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 much more where I live. So this is almost drier, coming through. Uh, it's an interesting way to kind of kind of think of it. Um, but I'm enjoying it, and this is not my normal cigar at all. I mean, and there's not. Where are you on this, uh, April D? Because you're now into the into the second third. It's good. It's better in the second third. No, I, did, did you? I, did I think you, it's the cake. Did you mention how much you thought this was a stick? I'm not sure what they what they charge uh, here for it, but let me let me see if I can if I can find an answer. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely gets bolder in the second third. To that, right? Uh, there. The first third was easy. Now it's coming up with more flavor. Right, and, and I and I, I I'm gonna say it one more time. It was the uh, it was it was the the cake. Um, you can. I would do, smoke like, this again. For, for example, some of the other Camachos, like the Camacho Corojo. Uh, for for example, if you were to do that in a, in a robusto, uh, a five by fifty, which uh, this is, you'd probably be um, uh, about seven eight bucks a stick. So I think oh. anywhere between seven and nine is probably where you find it. Seven and ten is probably where you'd find uh, this cigar. That's a good. That's a good price. I mean, no, it's oh, it's, a, it's an excellent price point. Absolutely excellent price point uh, for the cigar. It's just different. And part part of the beauty is trying the other thing. Get out of the comfort zone. I I get always asked so often, "What's your favorite cigar?" I don't have a favorite cigar. I have the thing I tried. It's about trying it. There's, it's works of art, and we sh- and you want to try it and experience it. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sip of water here because I need to move on uh, to the drink, and then we need to move on to this uh, college cheating scandal, which is the most incredible and amazing story in all of America. Everything about it, and Aunt Becky to boot. Uh, it's, I mean, it's how great is that? But we are, because of the cake, right? The cake that was made for us by uh, Cakes by Jolene, it had on top of it a bottle of Hennessy. Now, of course, that has nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day whatsoever. Uh, but um, the we are reviewing uh, Hennessy XO. Hennessy XO is no joke right here. Uh, this is going to have leather and, oddly enough, tobacco notes uh, to it. This is cognac, right? So we're talking about, um, you know, uh, a, 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 a traditionally how, how it comes from the region uh, of France, right? And, 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 how, that, and how that works. Uh, what is it uh, made of? Um, it's made uh, from specified uh, and certain uh, uh, grape varieties. It's double, dist- double distilled in, in copper pots. And I think um, it has a specific kind of oak barrel that is needed to it uh, to be cognac. 
The nose on this is remarkably, remarkably sweet. That is a, almost to a syrupy, which is going to be a really weird thing to go from cake to this kind of cigar into into the cognac. This is, oh my, a- April just had herself a moment. I just feel like Ernest Hemingway right now. Well, he's then, dead. I'm aware that he's dead. <laughs> I don't know if that's, no, I don't know if anybody's ever said, I feel like Ernest Hemingway. I don't think it's ever been said. I love Hemingway. Um, yeah, this is a, uh, this is absolutely fun on the nose. It really and, and truly is. Uh, this is uh, oh my gosh. There's what a touch that? of citrus in there as well. <laughs> this cube has been melting for a while. Let's yes, yeah. you both you, you guys are on the big rock. I just have a couple of chips to kind of to kind of uh, open it up. That's good. Um, it is a yeah. Of course, it's good. It is a French oak. Of course, because it's grapes, you're going to get a much more uh, kind of a fruit feel, a lot of citrus uh, to it, maybe candied. In a way, all right. I'm I'm going in. I'm going. Are you all right there? Need that cube again. I probably don't need that cube in there. Well, that's very simple, and I think I might be watered down. I, I, that's what I'm questioning. It is so smooth. That is unbelievably easy. Yeah, I don't need that cube. I'm taking that cube out. But I'll tell you what, the flavors are there. Oh, that is a lot too. The 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 idea of the vanilla, the idea of the citrus. Uh, going on, um, uh, almost almost like a uh, like a plum. That is, I know I don't drink cognac. This, this is my first XO. This is my first Hennessy XO. Oh, I like this a lot. Oh my! Oh, you can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't feel any part of that. No. There's no burn on the top, no. the tip of the tongue. There's, There's no, no burn, burn in the back of the tongue. No burn in the back of the throat. Right. There's no right. burn anywhere. Oh, good lord! Hold on. Okay. Oh, yeah. If anybody finds April after the show, please send her back home. Cause, uh, Put her in an Uber. Yeah, something. I, well, I, how much is that particular pour here? I mean, this is not... Cognac is, is, is usually uh, considered pricey, high-end. Oh, I think that, uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, a, sh- a shot, if you will, a pour of, uh, of XO can have you anywhere in the 40 to $80 range. No question about it. But that is fun. That is wow. that is absolutely fun. The college cheating scandal, however, I don't know if it's fun or crazy or insane or just the absolute proof that everything everybody ever thought was happening was happening. People who have money are paying to get their kids, uh, you know, in- into college. So desperate to go to Yale because that's where this all comes from, right? So there's celebrities like Felicity Huffman from Desperate Housewives, uh, Lori Laughlin, who was Aunt Becky in Full House. How much money did she make from from Full House? She paid four hundred thousand dollars to a guy uh, named William all, Rick Singer. Syndication. That's true. Second of all, his wife, her her, his, husband, her husband, husband is a designer. Right. So Maximo something or other. Yeah. From Full House Massimo. to the Massimo big house. <laughs> so uh, she spent four hundred thousand plus dollars to get her two daughters into USC. There's a hedge fund manager who spent millions to get his daughter into Georgetown. And they were going to this guy, William Rick Singer, and then he would arrange for them to take SATs with proctors who would change the grades or somebody would sit and take the test for them. And then there were coaches who were giving out scholarships to these kids when these kids didn't even play the sport. They were faking scholarships to people. And this is like, this is like where everybody always thought it was happening, right? You have a whole group of people 
who were trying to game the system and think that the rules don't apply to them and they don't have to worry about whether or not their kid was good enough and they're just going to cheat their way uh, in, into a university. There's a whole thing called lawnmower parenting. where So helicopter parenting is when you keep too much of an eye on your kid. Lawnmower parenting is when you take out any obstacle in their way and they don't learn how to deal with disappointment. This is, this is uh, tractor. This is John Deere parenting. <laughs> just wiping it this all down. Napalm right, to the, to the Right? <laughs> Eliminating anything that's in the way. And the reason I think people are so disgusted is that somewhere in their heads, and it doesn't matter who you're talking to, to a person, black or white, Christian or Jewish, um, uh, Republican, Democrat, everyone's like, I knew it. I knew this was happening. I knew they were doing this. And sure enough, they were. And man, if people, I want, everybody has to go to jail. I'm telling you, if Aunt Becky walks or gets some kind of probation or something like that, I'm going to lose my mind. She's going to walk. You're gross. I, for one, am shocked that someone would use their wealth and status in society to game the system. So, but the, I'm shocked. Your, 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 your sarcasm. It hurts. Uh, it's one thing to say, you know what? We name, we we sponsored a building, a building. right? Yeah. Donated a building, and then yeah, do something um, for the good of all the kids, not your one kid. This is so That's dummy. And by the way, I don't even know if the kids are dumb. They just that didn't have the one, grades for that school. They could have gone to another a ten, school. A 1,000 SAT? A, a, a thousand twenty. So what? They got. They were bad at the SAT. It doesn't mean the kid's dumb. It means that they didn't have to have go to... Have you seen to... this girl? She's dumb. <laughs> wow. Have you seen this girl? She's dumb. We're now basing it solely on looks? I have not seen Felicity Huffman's... Too. I'm not seeing Felicity oh, Huffman's so Tony, daughter. Tony, you, you lived in Southern California. Is is USC an exclusive school? Yes. It is? Oh, USC is crazy expensive. No, Out of ex- control. Ex- exclusive, exclusive, though. Uh, no, I mean, they have lots and lots and lots of students, but it's, it's, it's considered a good school, which is part of the problem. Screw USC. Screw Harvard. Screw Yale. Screw them. Screw them. Screw them. These aren't... You don't need these schools in your life. If, if, if we, we all live in Indiana. Go, go to Purdue. $10,000 a year. You're done. You're going to have $40,000 worth of college debt, which you'll easily be able to pay off because you'll get a job because Purdue will actually teach you something. Yes. And I'm not even an engineer. A, and if you don't need to go to college, don't go to college at all. I'm not a, I'm not a buyer in, in, in the idea of college. But you desperately needed to go to Yale? Why did these kids desperately need to go to Yale? And why did their parents feel that the kids desperately needed? It's a needed- status symbol. They've got to keep up with the Joneses out there. If you're rich, your kids have to be... You can't say... Oh, I'm a billionaire, but I'm going to send my kid to Purdue. That's we're we're all my lost. Kid, they're going to go to community college. No, they're going to send their kid the best schools that their money can put them into. Well, their money put them in, and now there's a 500 billion with a B billion dollar class action lawsuit. And I don't know who they're going to sue. Seems excessive. If you have this group of people that were involved in the grift, right? The <laughs> The, the university itself might not have been involved in the grift. So how are you going to sue the university? Like, See, wh- and that's, that, that's why, and this is where I, you know, got, get on my, my whole uh, rant about everything's a grift. This, right. Why this is becoming such a story is because the university didn't get their cut. Everybody else outside the university got the cut, but the university didn't get the money. That's why you're seeing this. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, if the university had gotten the money like every other person does, yeah. 
if the then university, yeah, there it, wouldn't be a problem. I'm gonna here. I'm gonna uh, donate uh, money for a wing on the new uh, library. Oh, uh, can my kid get in? Sure. Oh, no problem. And Becky could have said, "Here's five hundred thousand dollars. It's not gonna build a library, but it's gonna do something." Let my kid into your school. Okay. Yeah, okay. No problem. She would have done the right way. But no, but $500,000 clearly isn't enough to get your kid into no, school. No, it's not enough to not get caught doing no, a different way of getting your kid in school. they could have given $500,000 to the school directly to get their children they in, they would have done that. But clearly, the answer is that could not have worked. Fingers point is... And she should have done a million. A million dollars would have been worth it not to get caught and go to jail. No, but the difference is is that if you give it to the university, their peers find out about it. If you go outside of the university to figure out other ways, their peers won't necessarily find out that that's how they got into the school. So you have to go the cheating route to prevent your kids yeah. from being ostracized for cheating. Yeah. So they went well, outside the box. that's messed up. Because I thought that was a point that was interesting, that the universities are on the grift as well, because as long as you give them money, they don't care what rules exactly. are. They don't care about their standards or anything else. They'll just take the dollars and they'll find a space, and that's all there is to it. Standards be damned. They, they don't mean anything whatsoever. And that's a, ver a very good indictment of universities. That happens to be very, very true. They have their own grift. And part of the grift, by the way, in universities is that they make sure that this kind of group of people, they get some, some extra scholarships, and this kind of group of people, and this kind of group of people. They've got all these kinds of places that people get a little bit of this and a little taste of that and a little something here. And so you, now you're somebody who's not you know, worth $3 billion, but you're worth $42 million, and you can't afford to give them a building. How are you going to get your little baby into Georgetown? These people spent millions of dollars to get their kid into Georgetown. And the, one of the other questions is, do we blame the kids? And I'm one of the people who says, absolutely, because some kids may not have known. It's very possible some kids didn't know. And what a weird day that was where they learned they got into this school. They took the SAT. They didn't know that they the place they that they went dumb. to, they didn't know the place they went to was there to change the grades. Some kids did know, and they were fine with it, and they knew for years. I, if you're asking me if I feel bad for these kids, there might be a case-by-case case where I do, but in the main, no. I, I think they're in on the grift. They got to go to jail too. I feel bad for the kids because where? Who are your role models growing up? Your parents and your parents are saying, "Look, look, kid, I've been around the block a few times. I, I got a couple nickels in my pocket. Well, I'll I've take been care over of the Golden Bridge yeah. a few times. I, I, I'll take care of this." And the kids like, oh, "Okay, Dad's got it covered. Mom's got it covered. No big deal. They don't." So you feel bad that they have bad old. parents, but you're 18 years old. You don't know any better, and that's true. 18 year old, so it's, 18, it's hard you, for me to blame the kids. But when they were 20 and when they were 21 and when they were bragging about well, then you're it too deep. then you're in too deep. Yeah, okay. So, well, so that's you're going to expect the kid to drop out and say, oh, listen, I found out that my parents uh, uh, cheated the system and, and, and they didn't donate to the university to get me in. Uh, they had me on the, the rowing team. Um, so I'm going to... But the kids <laughs> who... who po some kids pose for photos and some kids have got photoshopped. Yeah. The whole this thing. Is so elaborate. It's going to make such a good movie. It is going to make such a good movie. Who's going to play Aunt Becky? Polly Shore. <laughs> is, there, is there a place for Jussie Smollett in this movie? Because it's about hoaxes. He is the master. What's a bigger hoax? Jussie Smollett saying that he was attacked uh, by, by Trump supporters or this? Well, this for sure. No, I disagree. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure I'm with you there, April. I am not so sure. Why do you think it's, it's Jussie Smollett? Uh, rich people gaming the system, that's nothing new. When you have someone uh, claiming that you were 
beat up uh, because and in, 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 in creating a fake hate crime to not only advance your career but also to try to make some political point. I, I think that that's that's worse. In terms of impact and magnitude, the the school bribery scandal is bigger. I I don't know. I don't know. There is something rather ugly and rather obscene about the idea that what Jesse Smollett did, and we got to be clear about this, what he did was he said to an entire group of people, based on their political affiliation and based on their color, I'm willing to destroy you for my career advancement. Only, the only thing Lori Laughlin did was say, I'm willing to bribe my way into the system. And I'm not condoning... Oh, so it was only affecting her kid as opposed to Except an entire did, group of people. But now that I'm, I'm talking about it out loud, it actually, of course it affected other kids. Some kid didn't get into name that college. Right. And the, the most amazing part, Laughlin's kids. So first great story. The chairman of the USC Board of Directors has a yacht. He has a yacht. When the scandal broke, he was on the yacht. You know who else was on the yacht? She was on the yacht. The daughter. Olivia Jade, the daughter of Lori Laughlin, yeah. was oh, okay. on the yacht when the scandal broke. Why didn't they just buy the yacht and get her into school? <laughs> Nobody would have known. Buy the and person a yacht, that'll get you into school. Nobody and now, known. Olivia Jade and her sister have both dropped out of USC. They, you spent $400,000 plus to have USC dropouts. And That's the worst ROI ever. She <laughs> lost her Sephora sponsorship. Her partnership with Sephora. Good. Of course she did. The, the, head, the, the hedge fund manager, he lost his gig. That gig paid him $8 million a year. He's got $8 million a year coming in, and he still bribed people to get his daughter into college. You look at your daughter and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't need any of this. No, no, no. You go, go to this school over here. You come to work for me. You'll be making 2.3 on your first day. Let's go. But this, this story does not further divide the country. It doesn't make the political climate more toxic like the, the Jesse Smollett story Oh, did. I don't so, know about that either. This is really? about classism. This is about privilege. But, but nobody's, nobody's Honestly, shocked the by people that. who are nonsense about white privilege, right, and all that, this is an actual conversation. Look at what these people did. And these are the people who lecture to you, me, and right. we, and support the candidates who lecture to you, me, and we, yeah. about how to be good, decent, and wholesome. Mm-hmm. How to be right. And, oh, those bigoted, uh, well, they'll, they'll, they would say bigoted Republicans. Yep. Or, or whatever the case Hillary. may be. Unbelievable. So, yeah, there are places where I think, I, I'm with you, Fingers, that I think the Jesse Smollett story, Smollett, who cares, uh, is, is the more disgusting hoax. But in terms of, of, of real impact... I think we're just scratching the surface because if there's one grift out there, if there's one ring, why aren't there two? Where's the next shoe to drop? Because I'm telling you, another shoe is going to drop. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, there is somebody else out there who has been involved. And there's another group of people who are cheating. And there's only a matter of time before they're found out. And then the next group. Oh, this is going to be ugly. Absolutely Ugly. Now, the podcast, not ugly. Uh, that's at iTunes. you got to give it a five-star review. Uh, we are big fans of the Hennessy XO. This has been fun. This is and so good. The Candela, I've never had before. Um, I can appreciate the cigar. But when I say it's dry, that's not a negative. It's just it doesn't have some of the, 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 the normal uh, flavors that, I, that I'm, a, I'm a fan of. But you got to check it out. you got to try it. 
and kind of take it in uh, uh, for for you for yourself. Now you can find it, of course, at Blend Bar Cigar uh, right here in Indianapolis or in Pittsburgh or in Nashville or in Houston. Uh, you can find it online. Possibly a, a couple other places are going to have uh, this cigar. The podcast you'll find on iTunes. Eat, drink, smoke on iTunes. Give it the five star review. Now we're also the Google Play, uh, the, the 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 app store there uh, or the store there. We're uh, also on Stitcher. You can find the podcast in a lot of places and you should and when you go to tonycats.com there's a place where you can you can donate and help us continue to do the podcast and some of the other things that we we want to get into make sure you do that as well you find everything that we're doing over there at tonycats.com april d gregory you can find her on twitter at april d gregory and of course smart girl politics podcast over at ricochet.com Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. Uh, Wham Talk 1600. The Enough Already podcast. The Snark Factor. All the things he does over there. Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. For me, it's simple. TonyCats.com for everything. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Twitter and Instagram, uh, Tony Katz. And uh, you'll find everything that you need. That's the podcast. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.